You're listening to the Father's House Podcast. We're in Owensboro, Kentucky. Hope you guys enjoy. If you guys want more information, you can go to thefathershouseky.com. This morning, Amen. Come on, some of you were uh, second guessing coming this morning. Aren't you glad you came already? Amen. The devil's a liar. Awesome. Let's make our way back to our seats. All you chatty Cathy's. I'm not even sure where I got that from never said that before in my life until today. And see, my brother just says, because I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, isn't it good to have your, your brother on the front row just making fun of you at your church? <laughs> oh, praise God. Good morning. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. I don't know if I want to keep the ambient music or not, but I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't know, man. What do you want to do, Monty? Let's just turn it off. <laughs> come on, that's a good sound, man, right there. You see how he brought it down slowly. You know what I mean? Come on, man. Hey, give it up for our sound team and our media people. And somebody's literally up there clicking a button every single time you see anything change on these screens. So uh, I'm not good at that. I, I've done it a few times for, for the youth, and I just, I like to just press into worship, and I'm the worst person to do any of that, because I'll just look down and be like, oh man, you know, what are we doing? So anyways, um, hey, thank you guys for giving. Whoever gave to the Back to School Bash, we were able to give, uh, I think we gave 108 backpacks along with school supplies. Uh, that was about $1,500. Um, it adds up quickly. <laughs> Backpack and school supplies is like $17 a piece. And so 100 of them added up really quickly. I was like, wow, that's more money than I, than I thought. So um, we also had a couple girls volunteer to do face painting at the back to school bash. Thank you for those girls who did that as well. Um, man, me and Maddie, this is off subject, but sort of, we were at the zoo. And I'm just giving you all a little secret. You can, um, you can buy your own face painting kit and do it yourself. Save you some money to all the parents out there. Thanks to my lovely artistic wife. It was amazing. Now my kids have their face painted like literally almost every other day though. Um, I wish they love it. So um, yeah, so thank you for your giving. Uh, next week, Pastor Dan Reynolds will be here. I know we announced that, but you don't want to miss next week with Livestreams Ministries. He's going to be bringing some friends as well. It's going to be an awesome, awesome Sunday. That's going to be really, really good. Um, and, and one thing the Lord was showing me, I just want to give, let me, I'm going to give a, a, a lot of what I'm saying today is more, um, let's see. There's something the Lord's really burdened on my heart. I'm not necessarily going to be teaching per se today. 
um, but something God's just really put in my heart, and I really just want to give you what God, I believe, is wanting to say to our church, and not just our church, but to the church in general. Uh, and one thing I want to share quickly, if you have not gone through the journey, and I'm just going to, I'm just going to say this. So also, if you have decided, maybe I don't want to join the church, and you're, you're weird about actually joining the church, I'm here to tell you, it, it, you might want to check your heart for some of your own authority issues. It's quiet in here today, so... And you might just want to check your heart of some past pain and some past hurt. And, uh, but I felt the Lord showing me today, some of you might be thinking it's coming under something like a strong hand, but actually it's coming under like a fountain. And there's like a fountain of blessing and provision and this everything that God is wanting to get through the house, you actually come under a fountain is what actually that is. It's not coming under some type of strong hand and control, but it's coming under blessing. Amen. How many of you know that when you're, when you're in my kids, when they're under my house, they're under my, my fountain, amen? But if they leave, and I just really just wanna break that. They're, we have a few people that are like, no, you know, I don't wanna commit, whatever. And it's just like, I would just really, really ask you in your heart, why, right? And I would think if you did a little bit of heart work, you'd probably see, I, I really challenge people, did the Lord tell you not to? And people who are honest with me are like, well, I didn't say that, <laughs> right? Well, if the Lord's not, and then we even say things like this, well, the Lord's sitting here, this is my church. Well, if this is your church, then this is how we're set up. I know it's quiet in here again. If this is my church, well, this is how we function. <laughs> it's quiet in here again. But I feel the Lord saying, hey, like, well, there's nothing to be afraid of. It's good, amen? So if it's on you, Repent, move on, amen? I'm not here for likes, obviously. So let's keep going. But there's a fountain of blessing God wants to release, a fountain of provision, a fountain of protection that he wants to release. And this is, um, this is something the Lord's really just put on my heart today. Um, we have great leaders here that wanna help you in every area of your life. Um, so anyways, um, uh, let me say this to you. So I had in my notes as well, uh, I believe the Lord, um, I don't know if you guys could recognize us a little bit this morning in our worship. Uh, it's just different. You know, last week I talked about the fear of the Lord um, and just putting God in his rightful place and honoring him as the Lord and honoring him as Father. And I don't think it's a coincidence that all these songs this morning were basically like, just Jesus, just you. And I love when we sing things like, I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else. And I believe that is precisely what the Lord is calling the church into, not just our church, but the church at large, that it's time to get rid of everything else. Everything else that, that hinders love, that hinders our growth, that hinders us in any capacity. Uh, I believe God is rearranging things in the church and even on the earth right now. And, and like, he's gonna reposition things and... and um, I just, I felt the Lord say uh, recently, uh, all hands on deck, like with where we're going and with where our nation is going, uh, we need all hands on deck. We need to prepare ourselves before the Lord and get ready, uh, I believe, for a move of God. Uh, but I believe that move of God might come in a different type of way than you might think. Uh, it might come through some shaking and through some hard things. Um, so I, I just want to be ready. This is exciting. You know what I mean? I want, I want God to, to really move sovereignly on the earth. How about you guys? Amen. 
And so I just want us to, to, to press in. It's time to press in, church. It's time to get close. It's time to put things aside. Long story short, can somebody say amen? It's time to not put Jesus second and third and fourth and fifth in your life. It's time, it's always been time for him to be one. Him to be my one thing, my one desire. Amen? Because that when your house is, is built on sand, when he's sixth in the, on the list, you're going, your house will fall, the Bible says. It has to be built on the rock. So, all right, I'll move on. That's something that is really on me this morning. Um, man, um, some words God has given us, I just want to release again for the Father's house is that we would be a refreshing center, that we would be a place people would come here and find refreshing. They would say, man, I'm so refreshed. I couldn't tell you how many times people who don't know that we've said that have told me when they've come, man, I feel so refreshed here. So refreshed in this house, so refreshing here. It's been released over and over again. Um, and so I, I just I thank God for what he's gonna continue to do, that people will continue to be drawn here and find refreshing of the Lord. And what they're really gonna find is just Jesus is here. I was thinking about going to see uh, an, an evangelist friend of mine recently, and, and, or not friend of mine, but in Mobile, Alabama, some guy I've been following for years. And, and the reality is I don't wanna go see him. Like I wanna go because Jesus is really there in a powerful way. Does that make sense? And so I believe God is doing that and is just gonna increase that for our church over the next two or three years. Amen? Somebody say more, Lord. Come on. Well, as soon as we said, I heard the Lord say, more of you. <laughs> he must increase, I must decrease. Come on. Come on, move everything out of my life, Lord, and make room for you this morning. Can we just lift our hands to heaven and just even just pray that? So just say this, Lord, I make room for more of you. In Jesus' name. Let's just go ahead and pray. Father, I bless today. I bless this service, Lord. I bless uh, just everything that you want to do this morning, God. I pray that you'd help me, Lord. Just fill me afresh with your Holy Spirit, God, with power, a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit, God, to come and just minister to your people today, Jesus. Lord, give your people ears to hear, eyes to see, and hearts to receive. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. All right, um, come on. Well, I got some more things that I guess the Lord wants me to say I forgot about. But he's just reminded me as I was preparing, like there's a well here at this church. Like there's a well of blessing. There's like a, you know, like a water well. There's like a deep well that God is actually, we're drawing water from and people are going to come and drink. Amen, how many of you, I, we're already doing that now. Uh, we're already coming, and, and all it say the only difference between you and somebody else is that we're open. You're saying, "Well, I'm not really getting anything out of the service." I would, I would dare to say, it's not the service. <laughs> no, what a good morning. Um, I, I just want us to not m miss what God is trying to do. Amen. And don't be deceived. Most of the time, it's just a fence and things have come in. That's why you're not receiving. So we just release that. If you haven't signed up for freedom, sign up for freedom. All right. Um, so I felt the Lord say um, this past couple weeks, and I was just like, God, where do you want to go? Where do you want to do? And I talked about the fear of the Lord and seeing him rightly. I talked about having a continual awareness 
of the Lord, that one of those words for fear means apprehension or like a caution that like your kids usually, usually not always, but if they know you're around, they kind of, they're more cautious to do something stupid, right? Or to disobey. And, and there's talks about how we need to be that way ourselves, that, we, that God does discipline us and we need to have a continual awareness of walking with him and the decisions we're making and then the, the life decisions we're making, the way that we're speaking, whatever it may be. And I felt the Lord just want to take it a little further. And he, um, he was asking me this question or wanted me to talk about eternity this morning and specifically um, living a life with eternity in mind. All right. I know we have a lot of talk about eternity. I remember when I was younger, there was like, I don't know what it was, if it was a band or it was a, I remember people had these stickers that it was like, not of this world. Anybody remember that? I don't know what that was from. Donna, was that from? It was a clothing company. There we go. But I remember even having stickers that'd be on the back of people's cars or whatever. Anybody remember that? Raise your hand. Okay, great. Some of y'all been saved at least since the nineties. But it would say things like, not of this world. Right, and it was just like basically this, this awareness, if you will, and I believe God is wanting to bring back this awareness that we are sojourners. What does that mean? We're passing through the earth. That we're not, I forgot who said it, but it's really clever saying, um, that we're not human beings with a temporary spiritual experience, we're spiritual beings with a temporary human experience. Right? And, and I want us to catch this morning, um, with living and making our decisions and walking and everything we're doing with eternity in mind are the decisions we're making, are they making a kingdom impact? And what I mean by that is are they actually making a difference to build God's kingdom, to do it, to push his plans forward? Are they just to push our plans forward? And that has to come with an awareness of living with eternity in mind. And I was reminded, uh, how many of you have heard of YWAM? It's called Youth with a Mission few of you? Okay, great. I'm 0 for 2 today. Uh, Nathan actually went to YWAM. I don't know if we've had anybody else that went to YWAM. My buddy Ethan Lyon went to YWAM. It's basically a, uh, it's a missionary training school, evangelist school, basically for young people. And the guy who created it or started, his name is Lauren Cunningham. And recently I was listening to one of his students. His name is Teo Hayashi. And Teo Hayashi which is another crazy story, but the Lord's been doing lately. But um, Teo Hayashi was one of his students years ago. How many of you know Randy Clark? You ever heard of Randy Clark? How many of you, know, how many of you remember at Good Shepherd Church when Randy Clark came to this church in about 96? Anybody remember that? Raise your hand. Awesome. But Teo used to travel with Randy and interpret for him. Long story short, Lauren recently has, um, I think he has cancer. They're thinking he's gonna pass away. And they were calling some of his spiritual sons my goodness, I could preach a whole sermon there. How many of you know we need spiritual fathers? <laughs> oh, Lord. I'm so grateful that I've actually finally found one. <laughs> and his name's Dan Reynolds, and he'll be here next week. And, yeah, come on, somebody. And so anyways, Laura, Tails meeting with Lauren. They're having a three-hour-long conversation. It's just, man, I was in tears listening to this, and they're talking about all kinds of crazy things. And it finally became time for Tail to leave Lauren and, 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 
and Teo kind of had this reality of like, man, I live in Brazil, uh, Lauren's in Hawaii. Like this is literally the last time I'm gonna, I'm not gonna see him anymore. I'm not gonna be able to sit down with him and talk to them and get wisdom from him anymore. And it was a surreal moment, but he said, Lauren looked at him with just a smile on his face and a, just like his eyes and just said, see you on the other side. And I remember I was just so moved. Like, man, is this how we think? I would say the answer is no, absolutely not. I believe we're, we're so far from the idea of our decisions affecting eternity or not. And, and, they, and they went on to say that they said about Lauren, they said, Lauren lived with eternity in mind. And that's why he started this mission school, right? So he started an evangelist school. And I remember in the story, he said that he looked at Teo and he said, Teo, has God told you to do something? And he said, yes. And he said, then do it. Then do it. You know what God has told us to do, all of us collectively? It's to make him known. It's to make disciples, starting with our family and starting with our place of influence all across the world. We got to start to make decisions based on eternity and and I was just so moved by him saying, man, see you on the other side. I don't know, I, I did a funeral the other day, not my favorite thing to do, but the reality is when we're born again and we're in Christ, uh, it, it's not goodbye. It is literally see you later. And I just want our church to live and walk and make our decisions. Oh man, are the decisions I'm making trying to set my, my life up and my plans or are the decisions I'm making forwarding God's plans? Because this time, guys, this time we don't know. And this is the only chance we get to advance the kingdom truly on the earth with lost people. It's the only chance we get. And, and it could be 10 years, 20 years. I'm not trying to freak you out today. This is just reality. Like this is just the reality of like, what are we doing with our time? John 3:15 says, so that whoever believes will in him have eternal life. How many of you know that we're gonna live for eternally, for eternal. Excuse me, John 12, 25, he who loves his life loses it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it to eternal life. He's saying, if you wanna hold on to your life, for those of you in this room who are still not born again, he's saying, hey, man, I was, how many of you, probably at least 30 year old, you remember that everybody's saying YOLO, how stupid, right? Y'all didn't see that coming, did you, this morning? You thought I was just going super deep. And people would, and it's like, it's like YOLO was basically on the premise of the complete opposite of living with eternity in mind. It was you only live once. So do whatever's fun. Do whatever brings pleasure. Sleep around, party, try everything out. You only live once. I'm here to tell you that's not accurate that actually death is just a doorway to eternity. And then every single person, well, I don't believe in uh, eternity. I don't believe in heaven and hell. It doesn't matter. There's a thing called absolute truth and everyone will be faced with it. No matter what they believe, they will one day be forced to believe because they will see Christ and they'll be like, dang it, <laughs> I missed it. And it'll be too late. We, I mean, people would just do it, they'd be like, YOLO, and then they'd like jump off a house. <laughs> you can just, I, I was gonna tell you to go YouTube, but I don't know if that's the greatest idea. 
actually. But people would do the dumbest things, like drink a whole half gallon of liquor, YOLO, like, oh, I'm gonna do whatever, you only live once, I'm gonna live it up. <laughs> Living for Jesus is the complete opposite idea. It's I'm gonna be cautious and apprehensive in every decision that I make, knowing that I wanna build his kingdom. I only have a little time here on the earth. It's the complete opposite of I'm gonna throw my life away. You know what's beautiful? What's beautiful is that the Bible says that your real life is hidden with Christ in God, which means the fullness of this life that all the stuff you're trying to fill your life with or the devil's trying to tempt you with is actually all a lie. You were created by God, for God, and through him. And until you're with Christ, then you'll actually be satisfied. And I'm not talking about becoming religious because you can just become religious and make church part of your routine and you won't be satisfied. But if you make him everything, like this song says, I don't want anything else. I don't want anything else. When you get to that place, you figure out how satisfying he is. You figured out what unconditional love and mercy and grace really feels like. It's incredible. Matthew 25, 46 says, these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. John 13, three, this is eternal life, that, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. This is the only way. I'm here to tell you, church, a lot of you believe this, but this is the message. This is a very... Uh, confronting message to the world. Our message is Jesus is the only way. He's not one of the ways. He's not the way for the Father's house. He's the only way. And, if, and we, we, just as much as you, how many of you would be like, yes, I believe that wholeheartedly. Raise your hand. Then let's live our lives like it makes a difference in the sight of heaven. Come on, how many of you want to live your life with eternity in mind? Would you raise your hand? And stop trying to set up for ourselves treasures on earth. Um, a really good scripture here says, 2 Corinthians 4, 18, it says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Remember when Jesus would say something like this, he says, Greater are those who've believed and not seen. That's us. <laughs> right? I don't know about you. I've actually never seen Jesus face to face, and I'm actually getting more and more uh, frustrated by all the pictures of white Jesus that I see everywhere. <laughs> I was at another funeral home recently, just a big, massive picture of white Jesus. I'm like, well, that's not accurate <laughs> at all. <laughs> Some of you are like, what? He's from the Middle East. Come on now, Jerusalem is not in Kentucky. <laughs> Just in case you didn't know. One day my son said that, and I've told this story a few times. We were at family video, come on somebody. And there was a picture of the Son of Man movie with white Jesus, and I was like, and Carl's like, what about this? And I was like, too bad he wasn't white. And Carl's like, what? And I said, Carter, where was Jesus from? And then he says the most blasphemous thing he's ever said. He says, Islam. And I'm like, we are failing as parents. And, and I said, Islam is a religion. No, I mean Israel, Israel. I'm like, praise God, my goodness. No, he's not here today, bless him. 
And then I said, well, where is Israel? Where is Israel? Where is Israel? He's like, I have no idea. <laughs> he was like seven. I'm like, man, we got to get this figured out. We got we to teach our kids some Bible. They need to know some things. Anyways, we haven't seen him and still we believe in him. We actually believe in the, actually what's really cool is it says that Jesus is the image of the invisible God. And we can't see him. We see him. I don't know about you, but I see him all the time through you. Amen. So, and people are looking for him and we're supposed to bear his image. So the way people see him is in you. This is what it means to live for eternity in mind that you are constantly living of like, man, do I reflect the Lord? Am I reflecting the Lord? This is my highest priority. Amen. Ephesians 5, 15 and 17. This is what I really want to get into for the next 78 minutes. I'm on page one and a half. Don't worry about it, Maddie. She said, how many pages? Did you hear that? Of how, of how many? Is that what you were asking? I don't know, probably six or so. It'll be fine. Ephesians 5, 15 through 17. Just look at this verse. This is, I wanna kind of switch gears just a little bit, and I felt the Lord asked me personally a question I believe the Lord wants to ask you this morning. So check this out. Look carefully. Somebody say carefully. Carefully. How do you treat a, a, a box that says fragile on it? Right? You're gonna walk carefully with this, right? Look carefully, then how you walk. Another one would say how you live, amen? Not as unwise, but as wise. The next part of this verse, I really want you to take a look at and stop here. Making the best use of the time. Hmm. I felt the Lord, as soon as I was reading the scripture, I felt the Lord say, Mike, what are you investing in? I was like, dang. He's like, are you investing in things that have kingdom value? Are you investing in things that bring fruit, that bring transformation, that bring health to other people, that it's selfless, sacrificial, that shows Christ, that builds community, that builds fellowship, that builds love? Are you investing in these things? And after the Lord wanted to ask us, he said, hey, are we making the best use of the time? And let's just all be real. We all waste time. Probably, and let's just be even more real. We waste way more time than we need to. And then we say things like this that are not accurate. I don't have any time. I don't have time to go to small group. No, it's because you're, you're not investing in the right things. I don't have time to do the marriage stuff. I don't have time to sit there with my kids. Yeah, you do. Look at your, you wanna really get a real good reality check this morning? Look at your screen time on your phone. It'll mess you up. And this goes for all ages in here. I know some of y'all have figured out Facebook better than some of the young people. He's saying, make the best use of your time. And this has really been getting to me. Listen, yesterday, Maddie was at a teaching seminar thing from like 9.50 to five o'clock. That is a long time. 
with my three small children. <laughs> that is like eons of time. It felt like at least a month, right? And, um, but man, they're just going, 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 going. And the Lord is showing me, because you know how easy it is to just give a kid a tablet, turn on the TV, give them tablets, give them phones, and just let them start to begin to waste time as well. Shoo! Hmm. Me and Maddie almost bought Tanner Brown. Listen, I'm not trying to shame you about your tablets. I'm just trying to get you to rethink your time this morning, okay? We almost bought tablets this past year. And yes, you can put stuff on them. You can put controls, and you should, by the way. And we just prayed once again. Remember I preached a few weeks ago that sermon about, hey, let us ask the Lord first. Maddie's like, they're on sale. Her favorite words. I'm like, man, oh, what's, the, I don't, what's the Lord saying? Because for one, it's his money. Let's start there. And it's like, what's the Lord saying? We're like, no, I don't want to go through that season. I don't want to fight them right now. You want to know if your tablets and phones and all that are, are a problem? Take them away. All right. Colossians 4, 5 says, be wise in the way you act towards outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. Be useful with your time. So I felt the Lord uh, asking this question, what are you investing in? And this is where I'm gonna spend the next 10 minutes. That's it, okay? How many of you are hungry for the word of the Lord? Great, that's what I thought. I'm just kidding. <laughs> About 12 of you. Most of you are just hungry for food. Here we go, I'm just kidding. I'm glad you came to church. I'm just, I'm just teasing. Um, I believe the Lord wants to ask this question, what are you investing in? What are you investing in? And not just financially, but um, I, don't want you to just, I, just, I don't want you to think about just giving God some little devotional time in the morning. I'm talking about investing in things that are actually like truly uh, gonna make an impact. So I think it's easy sometimes to be like, oh, I, I do my devotional every morning, but then the rest of your whole day is you just doing things without the Holy Spirit. And I feel that strongly. Devotional time is for you to carry that with you throughout the day. Not to check the box and go back and live your life making your own plans, storing up your own treasures, doing your own things and disregarding what God is saying. Things with kingdom value. I love Colossians 3.17. It says, and whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all. Somebody say all. In the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. You know what this means? That means everything you do, you can do unto the Lord. How many of you have a boss? Raise your hand real high. How many of you know who your boss is? What's his name? Jesus. Come on, somebody. My wife said, Michael, hallelujah. <laughs> I knew God was going to break through this morning in a mighty way. I felt it in my spirit. I knew it was coming. Nathan, you're right. Breakthrough's here. But you have a boss and his name is the Lord. And so everything we do in word or deed, you do for the glory of the Lord. That means we don't half but things. I don't know another way to say that. You know the other word. 
I don't know how else to say it. You don't do things halfway, whatever it is. You don't do things halfway, sorry. <laughs> I didn't say it, don't be religious on me. I didn't actually say it, calm down. But we, we do things under the Lord. We had guys here yesterday that were fixing stuff around the church. Praise God for our craftsmanship team. Come on, give it up for them. I'm gonna keep my comments to myself, Brian. Uh, but think, guys, people who do stuff under the Lord, they're gonna, they're gonna paint something. They're gonna, you know, don't just, don't just do stuff halfway. You have a job, do it to the fullest. You should be the best worker at your job. Why? Because you do things under the Lord. Other people don't. Well, nobody else is gonna clean up. Nobody else takes the trash out. Nobody else takes the initiative, but you're of a different kingdom. You're, of a, you're a sojourner. You're passing by. And on the way, while you're passing by, your whole goal is just to reflect Jesus to the world that hopefully more people will come with us on the other side. That's the whole goal of this. So, few things really quickly I want to say to you invest in the health of your family your kids and your household investing is not just giving money to Edward Jones invest in your family sometimes this looks like buying the playset out the playground it looks like spending the money on the trampoline. It looks like taking the vacation. It looks like turning off. It looks like maybe you leading the way with getting off social media yourself as the father and the mom and taking and saying, you know what? I'm going to start investing in the health of my family. I'm not going to depend on the father's house to get the gospel and the culture of the kingdom to my children. I'm going to bring it. I'm going to bring it. Turn the worship music on in the home. Invest in the culture of your living room. Invest in the way. Invest in those things. You know, I, I was, man, sometimes, like, like taking my kids to the grocery store, how many of you know, just makes a very long grocery store trip usually. Because then, you know, Elena changes their mind. I was going to say something about women, but I'm going to move on. And she would get, she would get into, the, she wants to sit in the seat, in the, in, in the seat at first. Then she wants to ride in it. And then she wants to get down. And then she wants to walk on the side. And I'm thinking the whole time, this is super annoying. And, and I could sit there and get offended and, and think about everything needs to be efficient. And I remember somebody told me one time, efficiency can be the, like the, the biggest enemy to family. Oh, it messed me up because I love being efficient. Oh, I love it. It's probably my favorite thing. But I also have learned like that's how God's wired me. I love to walk into things that are not efficient and I love to try to fix them and make them better. It's a gift he's given me. But at the same time, it's also, how many of you know some of your strengths can also be your biggest weaknesses? And it can have me being a drill sergeant at Kroger. All three of you in the basket. Now, sit down, move, let's go, boom. And I'm realizing, man, this is just inconvenience me. Or I can try to invest in the relationship with my kids and just take the inconvenience and let them be three. You want to ride on the side? Okay, hold on tight. Here we go. <laughs> right? Because I couldn't tell you how many times in the past I've just told Maddie, she'll be like, just take them with you. Take them to the store. Take I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. No way. I could tell you this much to be transparent. I've said no way many time, more times than I've said yes. 
But now God's shifting me. And he's changing me. So he's like, hey, won't you invest in things that are actually gonna sanctify you and change you? Won't you be selfless and sacrificial? And I'm like, man, I got a whole lot of opportunities to do that. And so I'm like, all right, let's go. You know what? I got to run to Menards. Then my kids are starting to realize that going with me to run errands isn't always the best idea on their end. But trying to make it fun. Something my wife tries to teach me. Try to make it, try to make anything can be fun. Let them wash a dish with you. It might take a little longer. We get it. One of the biggest, one of the biggest things enemies of little kids is rushing them. Maddie said something really good from Seth Dahl. He said, you know, you know the, the way your children behave or act isn't necessarily a reflection of you, but the way you behave is a reflection of you. How do you act when your children freak out? <laughs> right? <laughs> and everybody's like, whoa. But invest in those times. Sit with your kids. Listen, the, biggest, the best investment you can do if you still have kids in your house is to read the Emotional Healthy book and get to the Emotion Coaching. I've already told Faith this. We're only doing 10 couples, I think. We're gonna have to do way more than that. We're gonna have to have a lot more of those because it's so important. The health of our church is dependent on the health of you personally and the health of your family. It's not how good our worship team is. It's not how good our programs are. It's not how good our VBS is. All of that doesn't matter and all falls short to the health of you and the health of your kids and your family and your household. This is our highest priority at the Father's house is you. It's not big events. Some people might be thinking, are we gonna do this? Or are we gonna do that big event? I don't know, probably not. I'll tell you what we're gonna do. We're gonna focus on health. We're gonna focus on marriage. We're gonna focus on parenting. We're gonna focus on the Holy Spirit. We're gonna focus on people raised up in the Lord, knowing their Bibles, community, family. That's what we're gonna focus on, amen? So invest in your family. Take the vacation. And when you're there, put the phone away. Sit with your kids. And try your best not to freak out. Psalms 127.3 says, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. They're not a burden to you to make you go crazy. Ain't that right, mama? I was a gift, wasn't I, in high school? <laughs> gift straight from heaven. <laughs> Come on, let's treat our kids as gifts. Let's put our phones down. Let's watch movies with the kids. Let's grab some play horses. Let's dance with them. Let's do whatever it takes. Make it inconvenient. Let's do it. And if you, maybe you have grandkids now, start to do it with them. Amen? Make the best use of the time. Invest in them. Take a family trip. Make homemade ice cream. Invest in your family. Amen? Invest in your family. Um, hmm. Yeah. Read that book. Step one to investing as a parent, read the book. Well, I don't like reading. Well, do you like growing? You should. I don't like reading. I hate reading. But I read, you know why? Because I want to learn. That's it. That's the only reason I read. No other reasons. I don't enjoy it whatsoever. Um, so, second thing, invest in your marriage. Make the best use of this time. If you're still married, obviously some of you are thinking I'm not married. Well, if you're dating... Make the best use of this time. The person you're, you're thinking about dating, is this person gonna be a kingdom builder with me? Or is this person gonna be a hindrance to the call of my life? 
Don't be that elderly lady that tried to drag along a guy to come to church. I'm just telling you. you can, if you're young and you're still not married, make the right decision. Find the right partner. Find the one who's gonna build the kingdom with you. Find the one who's gonna make the best use of the time on this side of heaven. Amen? I'm so grateful that I found my wife. Can we just give it up for Maddie? Come on. All right, a few more minutes. Um, invest in your marriage. Do a marriage devotional. Maddie, we're gonna start doing something a little different on Sunday nights. It starts tonight, by the way, babe. We're gonna sit together and we're gonna talk about our week and what we got planned for the week and how can we pray for one another. We're gonna do this every Sunday evening. From now on, you can hold us all accountable to it. Right, invest in your marriage. Why is our marriage falling apart? No. Do you get your oil changed because your car is falling apart? No, you just do it. It's maintenance. So invest in your marriage. Get the marriage coaching. Um, get marriage counseling if you need more than that. Uh, go on the date nights. Plan something different. Put some effort in. Come on, somebody. Not just another wasabi and Target. You know, not just another, another, me and Maddie, somebody gave us some tickets. We went to Dancing with the Owensboro Stars last night. And I, at first, I'm not going to lie, well, I'll be quiet. We're on the line. <laughs> it was a great event. And, uh, but it was different. And it wasn't just another, another date, another boring, lame date idea. And that's what actually Maddie told me which is really encouraging. <laughs> She's like, do you want to go this weekend? Well, it's better than our other, well, what, we, what else we're going to do, do our way? I'm like, well, great. <laughs> it's better than all the other lame ideas you've ever had, Mike. <laughs> hey, you know, I don't know if there was any love in her tone, but it was definitely the truth. Uh, a lot of condemnation. Here's a big one. Um, come on, cherish your spouse. You know, that's something that the Lord is really teaching me about. Not just to love her, but to really cherish her. Like a, you know, just like, a, you know, I think sometimes, this should be honest, as fathers, like we cherish some of our daughters more than we do our spouse. It's quiet in here again. We cherish maybe our grandkids more than we do our spouse. Like that does not need to be the case. This is our life partner. We need to cherish them, bless them, rub their back at night, not leading to anything. And if you haven't talked to your kids about that yet and they're in here, you should have by now, okay? Hey, we got some resources for that. Uh, when to talk to my kids about sex. You need to do that. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, if they go to public school and they're already about, they already know. So we're like, I don't know if it's time. It's time. It's definitely time. Invest in the health of your family and the protection of your kids. Invest in your marriage. Get the counseling. Invest in your own personal growth. Get in freedom. Here's a big one that we're seeing. A lot of people need some actual trauma therapy and counseling. And some of you might need deliverance when we have our deliverance work, our deliverance meetings that start. Do it all. Go to freedom, go to deliverance, go to counseling, do whatever you have to do to get healthy. Do whatever it is. Me and Maddie have done all the stuff. 
all of it. We're not just trying to do one thing because we want to be the best. We, the best, we want to walk in, in the will of the Lord for our lives and we want to reflect Jesus the best on this side of heaven. We don't want to spend 20 years trying to walk in something God wanted me to walk in earlier. So get a hold of it now, amen? Get the counseling, sign up, invest in your marriage, invest in yourself. Get the Bible that you want, read the books that, whatever it is, find you a godly male friend, whatever, we all need different things, right? Invest in your own health, get out in the woods. If that helps you connect with the Lord and chill out, get out there, go by a lake, go sit there, pray, speak in tongues, whatever helps you. And last but not least, we need to think about what we're investing in financially. Are we investing in things that are actually building into all those things I just said? Or are we just investing in pointless things that have no kingdom impact, no value for our family? You know? Like, honestly, me and Maddie have really talked about getting a bigger TV. And we're thinking, well, we can watch movies as a family. <laughs> and actually, so to my surprise, Maddie was actually behind this idea. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't mean you can't have a TV. It doesn't mean you can't have a bigger home, but start to think, how can I use this for the glory of the Lord? How can I host this home? How can I give this unto the Lord? How can I use my finances to build God's kingdom and not just pay for 17 vacations all the time? What can I do that's making some kingdom impact? Who can I bless? Who can I invest in? You know why I'm using the word investment this morning? Because when you invest in something, there's a return. You're gonna get something out of it. You're gonna get a healthy family. You're gonna change the culture of your home. You're gonna get a healthy marriage. You're gonna get a deeper relationship with Christ. You're gonna reap what you sow. You're gonna reap. That's the good news of the kingdom. Psalms 37, 21, this is really, really good. It says, the wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. Generous. Proverbs 19, 17, one of my favorite promises. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord. Isn't that, that's crazy, isn't it? That's a promise. Did you know that's a promise? He says, whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord and he will repay him for his deed. A lot of you know who you are. You have invested, you were lended to the poor, people who are actually in a serious need. And I know God has repaid you and he will continue to repay you. Amen. So, and make the right decisions with what you're investing in financially instead of just blowing money. How many of you know the Bible says that everything on earth belongs to the Lord? Everything, that includes your money. It's not yours, it's his. You're just a steward of it. You're just a steward. So invest in the right things invest in, and there's nothing wrong. I remember one year I got my taxes back and I remember the Lord saying, Mike, invest in Maddie financially. You know what that looks like? I don't know, send her to TJ Maxx. She knows how to spend money. <laughs> it's a gift. <laughs> but invest in her. You know, I try to take my son on trips. And once a year, usually I take my oldest son and we go on what we call dad-son trips. And we just, we, and it's, it costs money. 
but we go and we build relationship and we talk for hours. We talk about the Lord and I'm starting to see that investment. I'm seeing, I'm reaping what I've sown. Amen? So, we're gonna end. We're just gonna step into an opportunity right here just to say, okay, let's evaluate our time this morning. Amen? And let's leave this place today. Could you stand? I just get some keys? That's all I need. And our prayer team could come. Can you just take a moment and just evaluate what you're investing in? What takes the most of your time? Is it social media? And listen, I hope you hear what I'm saying. I have no, there's no shame for you to receive today. I have, I didn't come to give you any and neither did Jesus. There's just an invitation this morning into the, to more, into the deeper and greater things of the Lord. Just take a moment, man, God, what, how can I invest in my kids? And maybe some of you that are married or whatever, or or you're older, if you have kids, whether it is, you go home after today and you meet with your spouse and you meet with whoever it is and you meet with the Lord and just get a notebook out and get a paper out. Okay, how can we invest in the culture of our family? How can we invest in the health of our children? How can we do that? Let's come up with some ideas. Maybe even bring the kids in with it. How can we invest in our marriage? Sit down with your spouse. Be brave today. Come on, men. How can I invest in you? What are some needs that I can do? What are some dreams that you have that maybe we can fulfill? Some of you that are older and retired, I would encourage you if you have the means. and, And some of you are such good stewards that you've never invested financially, even in yourself or your spouse. I just want to break that today. Take your wife. Go on a trip. Do something that you've always wanted to do. Invest in your marriage. Come on, ladies. Take her to Hawaii. Stop taking her to Lake Barkley. (laughs) Come on, women. Buy, Buy him a gun. Come on, somebody. I make everybody, everybody's gonna win today. (laughs) Come on, invest in that, come on, invest in that connection. Invest in that connection. I'm preaching to myself this morning. As I'm preaching this, I'm like, there's so much conviction and weight of like, Mike, you done spoke it now, now you gotta step it up. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, Lord, let's go. Amen? So can we just close our eyes for a moment? will be done. And I just want to read a scripture over you. Psalms 39, verse 4 through 7. Show me, Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting my life is. You have made my days a mere breath. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Everyone is but a breath and those who seem secure. It says, in vain people rush about, heaping up wealth without knowing whose it will finally be. But now, Lord, who do I look for? My hope is in you. 
God, just let the, the sobriety of knowing that our days are numbered just fall on us this morning. And let us make the best use of our time. Let us invest in things that have kingdom, value, and impact, God, that affect people's eternity forever, Lord. Father, I thank you that you're, you're helping your church to reevaluate their time, to reevaluate their decisions, to reevaluate, to truly to put the fear of the Lord back in the church, simply saying, God, you are in charge of my life. You're not a part of my life. You are Lord of my life. So, Father, I thank you for the conversations that will be had, Lord. I thank you for creative ideas, Lord, of, of just how to bless people or whatever it may be, God, that you're even changing some people's mind even this morning. Wow, I feel the Lord just showing her. Some of you maybe have invested in some things financially um, that God has never told you to invest in. Mm. And I just want to share this really quickly. You can open your eyes. I remember when, I believe this is for at least two people in this room. I believe, I remember when crypto, the beginning of COVID, when crypto started to skyrocket. Anybody went way down at first, right? And if you got in then, you should be a millionaire by now. And I remember Jim Bays was always hating on me about my crypto. And, and me and Dom, and I, I just went after it with zero knowledge. I went into some very, very simple knowledge. You ready for this? If it was 0.0001 and it went up to 0.1, that was like a thousand percent increase. I just started putting money in these penny stocks, nothing. And then I started to make money, right? And I started to make, I remember <laughs> my other brother, JJ, who was like all in on it, was like <laughs> kind of like mad that me and Domin, I was giving Domin advice and he's just making a bunch of money and I had no idea what I was doing which is basically the stock market, by the way, <laughs> if you didn't know. And, what, and I remember I made like three grand or something in like, I don't even know, maybe a month. And, and I felt, I don't know, I just felt, I didn't feel good about it. And I realized, man, I did not ask the Lord about this at all, but I was making money. <laughs> so it must've been the Lord, right? No. And I start to think, how many of you know you can do all kinds of wicked things and make money? Okay, let's move on. Some of you. Are... And I was sitting there and, and, I, and I, was, I got my money and I was just like, man, Lord, am I, I'm about to flip this again. Some of y'all know what flip means. Some of you don't. It means to double it. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking, God, I'm gonna invest. And then I just simply... I did the opposite of what I was telling you guys to do. I finally asked the Lord. And I was scared to ask the Lord. Because I was scared of what he would say. I was scared he's gonna say, stop that. And sure enough, <laughs> through my wife, and I told her, I said, I, and I told my brother too, I said, I'm getting out of this. And I said, Lord, is this the way you're wanting to bless my family? Some of you need to hear this. Is this the avenue in which you're trying to bless my family? Some of you are thinking of ways and you've started investments and things you did not ask God about to try to, to get a return. I'm gonna tell you, and I was sitting there and I said, God, is this the way you wanna bless my family and bring increase? And he looked at me and he said, no. I was like, okay. So what did I do? I took my money out. Come on, somebody. And... 
And I don't know if you, a lot of you know this, but then it, it crashed, right? Start to go way down, especially the stocks we had. I think they're worse than they were when we bought them. And you still got some? Diamond don't lie, I know. <laughs> some of you are holding on for hope, who knows? Either way, it doesn't matter. The Lord didn't tell me to do it. And I was sitting there. I don't know about you guys, but I was standing at even Stevens over by my house and the guy in front of me bought the mega million, millions ticket. I'm like, Lord, are you telling me to buy a ticket? Because I will. I'll buy it so fast. I don't care who gets offended by it. And don't get it twisted. We will receive the money here so fast if you play. That's your own dumb decision. Just kidding. Lord said, I'm not going to bless you this way. I took my money out. And then we had a guest speaker and the Lord said, give all the money to him. And I was like, son of a gun. <laughs> I wasn't like, yes, Lord. Obedience. It was like, dang it. But we want to build a culture where we're asking God what he wants and we're just doing what he says. And that's it. Nothing else. Nothing else. Somebody say, nothing else. Come on, let's just not make these songs we're singing at church that are cool. Let's, let, let's make this our life's anthem. I want you and nothing else, Lord. Can we just say that? Can you just lift your hands to heaven before we go? And can you just say, God, I want you and nothing else. Nothing else. Father, I pray for you to give wisdom and insight this morning for those who have made maybe some decisions of um, uh, finances or money. And God, that you would just help give them wisdom in Jesus' mighty name. And hey, if you're here today and you need salvation and you need to be born again and you need to be saved like this one, um, Father, today's her day. Actually, she's the only one that will pray with me to receive Christ so far. But um, if you need salvation before you leave, please come down to the altar. If you need to give your life to Jesus, please come. If you need healing in your body, if you need somebody to partner with you in prayer, our altars are open. You guys do me a favor. Look at your neighbor. Say, do you need some prayer? Say, I'll go with you. We bless you guys. Have an awesome week. Say, have a good week. Have a good week. Bless you guys. Thank you. Let's give it up for Jesus.